0: Hey, welcome to this week's edition of Block Podcast. SDSU Jackrabbit Edition, Nathan Stacken with you here. Uh Hey, it, it doesn't matter, I guess, how you get the W, but as long as you get it. And that's what SDSU got yesterday was, uh, or yesterday, last Saturday. A 27-24 win over Illinois State in overtime. Uh, things seem to be going really well for SDSU. Uh, they were up 17-7, and then a kickoff return for a touchdown by Illinois State swung the momentum, or so it seemed. Uh, SDSU, I believe, them went three and out. Illinois state got a field goal to end the half. It's just, oh boy, what's going on? And really, Illinois State's defense played very well against SDSU. Uh, Taron Christian struggled through the air, had some drops. I mean, Dallas Goddard had a big drop in the second half, but he was far from the only one who had a drop. And... Just really couldn't get a whole lot going. The crowd was dead. There wasn't much of a crowd. Come on, Brookings, let's support the Jacks here. Come on. maybe, maybe deer hunting, uh, was a, played a factor in it. But at the end of the day, gotta support this team. This is a uh, a soon to be what nine and two bunch that we're looking at here. Uh, but that aside, SD, you know, give Illinois State a lot of credit. They start a freshman quarterback, Malachi uh Broadnax I think and he did okay. And Illinois State did. I mean it, it just seemed like oh when is SDSU going to break through in the second half cuz Illinois State's defense was playing very well and then Taron Christian busts off an 85-yard run and uh, all of a sudden it's 24 to 17 SDSU and you're like yes here it is. Defense has been playing very well. They're going to get the job done. Well, you no, know, Illinois State would score and all of a sudden it's 24-24, and here in overtime, we go. Illinois State gets the ball first, misses a 39-yard field goal. That's great. SDSU's going to win this game here. Um, that's huge. But then they don't get any yards on any of the plays. In fact, they lost a yard. I mean, You just need to give a little, like you have this game in the bag. Let's just finish it and be done, and nope. but that's okay, because Chase Vinatieri kicks the game-winning 43-yard field goal, and SDSU survives 27-24, this, like I said, not a whole lot in this game that was great, and again, a lot of credit should go to uh to Illinois state's defense for limiting or keeping STSU's offense at bay. Uh Taron Christian 172 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. The interceptions were a result of um a couple of tipped passes. The Illinois State defensive line was very good. Uh but in really the the STSU defense did a very good job. I mean, only give up 102 yards through the air. To broadnax you could tell that Illinois State wanted to establish the running game. And they did a pre- pretty decent job at it. And and really, they contained SDSU's ground attack, too. I keep going back to the Illinois State defense, but it was incredibly... It, they were very good. I mean, Mangarelli gets 36 yards on 11 carries. Mikey Daniels, uh, 31 yards on 6 carries. Had it not been for Terran's 85-yard touchdown run, he would have only had... Uh, what 25 yards on eight carries. So Illinois State did a phenomenal job here. But at the end of the day, SDSU gets the win and it sets up this week's huge showdown with USD. Uh, it, I mean, the in-state rivalry is always big. But the stakes seem a little bit bigger this time because both teams need a win. USD needs a win to assure themselves of getting in. They should get in the the. the the FCS playoffs, regardless, but but you, but you still just look at the way that this is going. You know, USD needs that win, but SDSU they need a win to assure themselves of a buy and a home game. I mean, that's that's pretty key here. That's pretty pivotal at this point. Uh, you would think they would get it. They're playing really good football right now. Uh, but I, I I think that I mean this is a huge game for both teams, obviously. But no, this is a huge game here. Uh, obviously, for SDSU, the key is going to be to stop uh, Chris Strebeler, USD quarterback. He can run, he can throw. But after after USD lost forty nine to fourteen last week to the Bison, uh, which I I would hope that most Jackrabbit fans were cheering for USD because that would mean that this showdown this week would have been for the Missouri Valley title uh having said that now sdsu will need to beat usd and hope that illinois state can beat ndsu we'll get to the entire missouri valley slate here momentarily but i mean usd's defense now granted they have some off the field issues that's why the secondary is very thin has a lot of inexperience there but it they are just getting torn apart I mean, Easton Stick, we all remember what happened a couple weeks ago with Easton Stick against the Jacks, and he had what three interceptions, a fumble. He just didn't look good. He was missing his throws, and he he had struggled prior to that. He went 11 of 12 for over 300 yards, or maybe 12 of 13. He had one incompletion, and that was his last throw. Take the sack, Easton. But no, it's... It's been, they just absolutely obliterated USD's defense. So, Terran Christian, Jake Winnikey, Brady Mangarelli, Dallas Goddard, Mikey Daniel, Taron Christian. Did I say Taron Christian again? Terran Christian. The whole offense here has got to be looking their chops. If they can get that passing game going, watch out. I expect points plenty in this one because SDSU's defense is not going to be able to stop Strevler. they can only hope to contain him so I'm looking at like a 56-42 game I, I get it I, I mean that's a lot of points but it, this is going to be something awesome to watch it is at 2pm again Midco Sportsnet TV in Vermilion at the Dakota Dome there that hey come on SDSU let's do it let's finish out let's get the win uh, it would be awesome To see if they did. I I think they will. I really do. They're playing very good right now. They did not play well against Illinois State, but give Illinois Illinois State a lot of credit. Rivalry games are always difficult. This one's on the road. This is the in State rivalry. It's not going to be easy. But I think, I, I really think that SDSU, that offense... They are going to be able to get the job done, and you know what's at stake—a buy, a, a home playoff game, maybe not having to face the and potentially until Frisco. Should both teams make it? That's that—that's potentially what is at stake here. I think SDSU recognizes it. The tide seemed to turn after halftime of that Missouri State game, which coincidentally was about this—you know—right after I had sent a tweet saying I'm kind of done. But that—I mean, I'm—I'm. I'm, I just don't, I didn't want my heart broken. And I'm probably still going to get the heart broken because something's going to happen. But right now, SDSU is looking very good. Taryn can ill afford a couple of bad turnovers because Strevler will make you pay. We'll see what SDSU can do here against USD. Let's take a look at what happened last week in the Missouri Valley. Can you believe this is the last. Week of the regular season already. Uh, Western Illinois trounced Indiana State shut about 45 to nothing. Um, That's the dog. You you can hear him in the background, brofie. And uh, so, (laughs) Indiana State, terrible this year. Northern Iowa struggled a little bit with Missouri State, but ultimately wins 25 to 10. Northern Iowa... Are we going to make the playoffs here. That would be good. Youngstown State takes down Southern Illinois 28 20. Youngstown State. Disappointing team to say the least, or so it's been. And then uh, we know SCSU beat Illinois State 27 24. And North Dakota State just annihilates. They run through USD, throw through the air, everything. They racked up, what, almost like 600 yards of offense, or so it seemed? Over that? Seven? I mean, just crushed them. Just absolutely crushed them. Uh, This week's games, Missouri State is at Youngstown State, noon Eastern on Saturday there in Youngstown, Ohio. Southern Illinois is at Western Illinois, 1 p.m. in Macomb. Indiana State's at Northern Iowa, 4 p.m. Central time there in Cedar Falls. So Northern Iowa finishing with Missouri State and Indiana State, not exactly Murderer's Row. Uh, North Dakota State at Illinois State, that is at noon. And so SDSU will know... Kinda by about 2 p.m. Where things stand in terms of the Missouri Valley Conference title, SDSU at USD 2 p.m. There in Vermilion. we'll make that the Missouri Valley Conference game of the week. Uh, if we look at the standings, uh, North Dakota State six and one in the Missouri Valley, nine and one overall. South Dakota State five and two, as well as Northern Iowa, they're five and two, eight and two overall for SDSU, six and four from Northern Iowa. USD four and three, seven and three. Western Illinois four and three, seven and three overall. Illinois State four and three, six four overall. They need to beat NDSU to get in. So that's why I think NDSU it, this is not a shoe and this is not a cakewalk for them at all. But be curious to see what happens. The big game of the, at least regarding you know SDSU interests is in you is in Vermilion. USD hosts SDSU in state rivalry. We'll see what happens there. 2 p.m. is the kickoff. We will talk next with Matt Zimmer from the Argus Leader. Find out what he thinks about this game and uh, where, SD, where SDSU can go from here. Should be good. It's Coming up here next on Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. Now on iTunes. Continuing here on the Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. Please be joined by Matt Zimmer from the Argus Leader. Matt, how are we doing today? Pretty good, Nate. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. Um, so, SDSU survived. Uh, it, was a, it was very close, a very nerve-wracking game, but they do beat Illinois State in 27-24. Uh, to 24. Uh, Curious to get your perspective on this, was this, like, Illinois State adjusting to SDSU's offense a little faster than maybe SDSU would have realized, or did SDSU, in your mind, come out a little flat after the last couple of weeks?
1: Um, uh, well, I think the kickoff return really was a huge, huge play. Um, You know, they're, they're ahead 17-7, and it looks like they're well on their way to, you know, not necessarily a blowout win, but maybe a comfortable win, the kind of win they were hoping for. You know, maybe a, a 31-17 type of deal. And uh, then you get a, a kickoff return touchdown, and all of a sudden you just could could totally feel the momentum shift, uh, the, the crowd wasn't much of a factor so the jacks couldn't really rely on that to kind of get them back in it or mm-hmm. or have any sort of effect on the game uh, and Illinois state's defense was really good so uh, I think you know I, I think it's fair to criticize the jacks for that kickoff return I mean you just can't let that happen in that situation right and and once again it was another special teams error where I don't think it was anything scheme wise or anything guys just didn't tackle and uh so that was really disappointing to see it because of how much it changed the game and, and could have almost, you know, cost him to win. Yep. Uh, but, I, but I think big picture, uh, you kind of consider the fact that Illinois State uh, has so much at stake uh, and they, that they played as well as they did defensively, and you just kind of say, hey, they found a way to win, you know, <laughs> don't analyze it too much further than that, they're
0: 8-2. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. It just, it, it seemed like in watching, you know, the later stages of the game, especially in the second half, you know, Taron and the offense really couldn't get in sync. There were a few drops. I saw what Dallas had one that he was wide open over the middle on, and you know it just it seemed like they were out of sorts a bit. Is that more? Are they just chalking it up to one of those days, or did Illinois State uh, kind of give a blueprint as to how you need to uh, play this offense?
1: Oh, I don't know if they did. I mean, for one thing, Illinois State's personnel is a little unique. Uh, They're really good on the defensive line, really big, really tall. Uh, They were able to to bat down a lot of passes, which uh, led to a couple of interceptions that uh, weren't necessarily bad throws, but just plays that the ball got knocked up in the air. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Dallas Goddard had a huge drop that would have extended a drive and possibly led to points, uh, but that was far from the only one. I mean, they probably dropped five passes in the course of the game. Uh, And and I, I think, you know, not to make excuses for them, but I do think the fact that it was frankly, so dead in there. Um, I I think that was a factor. I mean, not only was it a small crowd, but it just – people weren't into it, which was really weird because it was a beautiful day. I mean, probably the best weather they've had for a game all season. Um, But it just – and, I, you know, someone told me that that Stig made mention of it at at halftime when he was uh, talking to a sideline reporter. He just said, geez, you know, it's dead in here. And it was. Uh, And I think that might have been a factor.
0: Okay. I mean, yeah, I've – You kind of, unfortunately, kind of the post-Hobo Day and you get into these middle November, you know, the crowd starts to dissipate a little bit, which is a little disappointing. I can guarantee that's not going to be the case this Saturday, though, at the Dakota Dome. Uh, The in-state rivalry, it's big. This is probably the biggest it's been maybe since, you know, SDSU and USD started playing a few years back. Because USD is pretty good, but they are coming off of a huge... uh, Beat down loss against North Dakota State, I and mean, and the Bison were just able to do anything they wanted to USD uh, offensively. Where you know, and USD has lost a few games now in a row. I mean, I kind of feel like SDSU should be favored by a lot. I think a lot more people, I think probably are thinking SDSU is going to win this game now. But uh, certainly, you don't want to take any comfort in that. You need to come out and play effective in this rivalry game.
1: Well, I mean, I think if you're trying to to handicap this game or whatever, I'm with you. I think I use the fact that the Jacks have won four in a row and the Coyotes have lost three out of four uh, as, as your reasoning for picking SDSU. These are two teams that are headed in opposite directions. Uh, that said, uh, USD is at home. Uh, it's going to be a certainly a raucous environment, uh, sold-out crowd, which from what I gather, there's not going to be a real – presence of blue and yellow uh in the stadium uh and i think you know a usd's got a lot to play for still they're not quite guaranteed of a playoff spot Mm -hmm. so i think on on some level they'll they'll be feeling like this is a must win uh and secondly and i think this is the bigger factor i think they're just tired of losing to these guys you know i think at some point you know when you're part of a rivalry you say you know (laughs) this isn't even a rivalry if we can't start winning our share and you know, the Jacks have been on the flip side of that against NDSU the last couple of years, and, you know, now they've got a couple of uh, wins back in that series. Uh, I saw just a couple of years ago uh, in the Augustana and USF rivalry, uh, Augie was 0-5, just like 0-4, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and USF had a much better team uh, this one particular year, and Augie went into USS Field and won. And I think it was just one of those situations where they're like, all right, that's enough. we got to beat these guys. And uh, I'm not saying that's going to happen this week. Right. Uh, but I certainly think that can be a big uh, motivating factor for, you know, all these reasons you could look at USD and say, oh, they're slumping, oh, their season went off the rails or, or anything. Uh, a motivator like that uh, can be a good way to, to kind of overcome all those other things and, and find a way to get back on track and play a really good football game.
0: Kind of unifying the troops, uh, so to speak. i mean, I got to imagine, though, that Taryn Christian and, you know, the offensive uh, gr- personnel in general is salivating at the chance to attack this USD defense that's uh, giving up yards and points and bunches here as of late. Uh, do they expect any sort of? Do they expect USD to try and throw out any de- like new coverage schemes or new looks to confuse them? Or uh, I imagine it's just going to be uh, finding that open spot, especially if USD plays zone and just keep attacking.
1: Well, um, you know, obviously their secondary is depleted because of the suspensions, Mm -hmm. and uh, when I asked about that this week, they said, well, you know, they haven't really changed much. They've just kind of plugged in the next guy. Uh, Obviously, the next guy isn't as good, Uh, and then last week, you know, Easton Stick. Uh, almost was perfect i think yeah. it was 11 for 12 or something yep. when he had come in you know what with seven interceptions in his last three games or something so that probably isn't a really good sign for the usd secondary going up against the jacks uh but more specifically to your question will they try something different i certainly wouldn't be surprised because the jacks Darren christian dallas goddard both told me yeah they haven't been changing things well maybe this is the time to do it uh based on what happened last week so um uh, you know, I think a bigger concern for them is the pass rush. USD has 32 sacks this year. Uh, only NDSU has more. Um, it's a little bit of a difference. Uh, you know, the Jacks had some trouble last week against the Redbirds because of the pass rush. Uh, their offensive line didn't play very well. They got beat. Uh, and But I think, like I mentioned earlier, Illinois State's defensive line is really big, really tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that caused some problems. USD's defensive line is much smaller. They have kind of a speed rusher type of guys. Uh, that doesn't mean that they're going to be any easier, uh, but it might uh, be more suited. Uh, it might be a better matchup for SDSU's offensive line. If those guys can't get to Taron, or when they do, he escapes the pocket and, and gets out in the open field, uh, SDSU could put up some big, big numbers offensively.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking we're going to have quite the quite a lot of fireworks in this one. What is US or what is SDSU's plan to try and contain uh, strevler Because obviously, you're not going to stop him; he's too good. But what can they do to contain him?
1: Well, contain is probably the right word. Um, you know, I think they're, they, like you said, they understand they're going to give up some big plays. Uh, what they don't want to do is have him moving the chains on 3rd and 17. You know, where you have that, you're about to get off the field and he breaks off a run that not only moves the chains and extends the drive, but, you know, is really demoralizing to the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen them have difficulties with with that kind of thing before. Yes. Uh, I also think, you know, as, as great as Strebler's passing statistics are... know he's about to break the school record for passing yards in a season he's got 21 touchdown passes he's only thrown a couple of interceptions I still think they feel like they'd rather have him throwing than running Uh, they'd rather have him uh, trying to read the defense make decisions in the open field Uh, they're definitely going to try to confuse him Uh, whether it's uh, pre-snap shifting or uh, you know just trying to move some guys around the field I mean obviously they're linebackers and secondary they have a lot of hybrid type of guys that can play different spots so uh, that might be something that they can experiment with. but I think the bottom line is they want Chris Strebler, uh to have to be thinking while he's you know in the pocket while he's running around. They don't want him uh, just reacting and using his athleticism because that's when he's really, really tough.
0: Very fair point there. Um, so do you I guess two part question here. Uh, one, do you think SDSU is going to win this game against USD? And then, two, if not, do you still think they have a decent shot at earning a bye next week and then a home playoff game, or is that not secure at all?
1: Well, if I had, to, I, I like the Jacks in this game, but not. You know, I certainly am not betting any money on it. Sure. Uh, nothing would would surprise me. I mean, look at it this way: the last two years. SDSU was clearly a superior team, and they came very close to losing both times. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, it's much, much closer. So, you know, like I said, this if USD is going to do it, this is the year. Uh, as far as what happens on Sunday, um, I think if USD wins, they leapfrog the Jacks because at that point, both teams would be 8 and 3, uh, but USD would have the head to head win over the Jacks, plus they'd have an FBS win, which SDSU does not have. Great. Right. Uh, so, so I really wouldn't like. Uh, SDSU's chances of getting uh, a seed at that point. I mean, North Dakota State is going to get one. Um, You know, Western Illinois might be in the picture there. They also have an FBS win. I know the Jacks beat them soundly uh, in in Illinois. Mm -hmm. uh, But but I think if the Jacks lose on Saturday, they're probably fourth uh, in the Valley pecking order uh, when it comes to the a potential playoff seed. So I don't see it happening.
0: All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they can get the win here on Saturday and uh, get a bye that would be nice don't have to play over Thanksgiving that's always a good thing Um, I
1: wouldn't mind a Saturday off
0: (laughs) yeah I I bet not Uh, do you get to go to Lawrence at all for the Kansas game
1: I could have but between the football game on Saturday and then uh, the wrestling team's hosting the Gophers uh, on Friday night that's pretty big yeah so I'm gonna cover that instead just to kind of avoid the the headaches of trying to go south and back up north
0: right Oh no! Absolutely. Yeah. What have uh, What have you made from the early games of the of the basketball season, both on the men and the women?
1: Men look really good. Um, you know, Mike Dom's Mike Dom, as we all know, uh, and I think guys like Reed, Telling, Houston and, and and Ian Tyson, some of the other returners, uh, look like they've kind of picked up where they left off. Uh, but obviously, the big story has been David Jenkins. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, we heard a lot about him. Uh, TJ was pretty high on him when uh he committed uh when i talked to mike dom uh, very early in the preseason before practice had even started really i asked him you know who should i be looking for who's going to be a dude and he right away he said hey this david jenkins is for real and uh even after all that hype i think he still exceeded it i mean he's geez, he's three games in he's averaging 17 points a game he's shooting over 50 percent from three uh but beyond just the numbers uh if you saw the guy play, um, he's so, I don't even want to say passes the eyeball test. It's much more than that. I mean, if you didn't know any better, you'd think he was a senior. I mean, he's, he's physically mature. He's emotionally mature. He plays the game very intelligently. You know, a lot of times you see freshmen kind of running around looking like they're not really sure of where they're supposed to be. Uh, you see a lot of glancing back towards the bench for help, that kind of thing. You see none of that with David Jenkins. I mean, he just looks so ready for this. And uh, if, <laughs> I mean, if, if obviously teams are going to start adjusting because right now nobody really knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but but easier said than done because if you start focusing attention on him, well, hey, Mike Dom's over yeah. there. So yeah. um, you yeah. know it's really got to be uh, scary. Is probably the word right. uh, for others um, other Summit League teams. Uh, the potential to think about what those two guys can do this year.
0: You know, to piggyback off of that, you know, I remember a couple of years ago when Mike Dom would come off the bench, you know, I think what Tyson started and fans were like, hey, you know, why isn't Dom starting? Because he's, you know, he, he keeps scoring a bunch of points. He's that much better. Do you foresee, you know, uh, uh, TJ Otzelberger maybe using David Jenkins in that similar role? You know, just saying, hey, I know I have this ace on the bench here that I c- can come in, or do you foresee him? Going into the starting lineup at all at any point this season?
1: It's hard to say. Um, I mean, obviously, three spots in the starting lineup are pretty much set in stone with Dom telling Houston uh, and Brandon Key, the point guard. Uh, but, you know, I think most of us expected Chris Howell to be in the starting lineup this year, but. Uh, he showed up to practice out of shape and now he's kind of trying to work his way back in skylet Flatten has uh, taken advantage of that opportunity and he's played pretty well as a starting two guard right now uh, then you've got Tevin King uh, who was off to a great start so he's in the mix there uh, and certainly if David Jenkins keeps this up it's going to be hard to keep him on the bench uh, for for any period of time
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know will, would TJ consider moving him into the lineup yeah probably but I don't think uh he'll feel obligated to necessarily uh it's almost starting to shape up to look like uh, the men might end up having a similar problem to what we've talked about with the women which is just if so many players keep playing well like I mentioned Kevin King I mentioned Ian Tyson who's been great early on yep uh he's gonna start is gonna start running into that uh finding enough minutes finding enough shots for everybody uh kind of dilemma
0: it's probably a good problem to have though wouldn't you say
1: it always is uh, it, it's it's really only a problem for the coach, you know. Yep. It's it's his headache that he's got to deal with, uh, but it certainly makes for a good basketball team most often.
0: Well, uh, yeah, it certainly does. Been a good start to the season so far. We'll see what they can do against Kansas. And Matt, always appreciate the time. Enjoy the you know the wrestling on Friday. Enjoy the game on Saturday, and have a happy Thanksgiving next week. And uh, hopefully, we'll be talking in a couple weeks about SDSU still in the playoffs.
1: Sounds good,
0: Nate. See ya, Matt Zimmer, Argus Leader, kind enough to join us for a few minutes. Always appreciate his time. Great insight there. Covers. Uh, he's Jack's beat writer, of course, for the Argus Leader. Big game, USD SDSU. Uh, what can we say? I I just feel like this is going to be a, a shootout. I really do. Um, obviously, I mean, who who's expecting a twenty to seventeen game? But no, I. The way SDSU's offense is clicking right now. Game against Illinois State aside. Against that USD defense, that depleted secondary, I I would be appalled if they didn't score at least 30 points. I I just see something like 56-35, 56-42, something like that. Uh, it's points of plenty here, but as as Matt noted, SDSU needs to win this game to really secure a a buy, a high seed, a home game, otherwise they'll be playing next week, and that's not what anyone wants. But uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, wrap up the Sports Block Podcast with a look at what's going on campus, SDSU Sports. It's the SDSU Sports Update coming up here next. We'll wrap up this edition of the Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. All right, let's wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition, with a look at what's going on around. World Campus of SDSU Sports. It is the SDSU Sports Update for this week of November 13th through the 20th. Is that accurate? Yes, that is indeed accurate. 13th through the 19th. Excuse me. 13th through the 19th. Cross-country, uh, SDSU came away with a top 10, top 15 finish at the NCAA Midwest Regional Championship uh, last Friday. Rachel King finished 10th Kyle Bur- uh, for the women. Kyle Burdick led the men with a 16th place finish. Uh, SDCU was better than North Dakota State and USD at the regional. Uh, so huge for them. Uh, Kyle Burdick time of 29 minutes, 35.7 seconds. Uh, the women came out total of 23rd place. Or fifteenth place, excuse me. They were in twenty third place uh, checkpoint at the mile here. Uh, but Rachel King, twenty minutes, twenty eight point two seconds. She uh, is very good. Uh, she'll find out. I believe if she? I'm not sure if she's racing at the NCAA championships in Louisville. I don't believe she is. But if she is, we'll certainly tell you about it next week. But other than that, because uh, that's the 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 end of the championship or end of the season, right there for the jacks at the ncaa championships in louisville on saturday so that's the case their season is done uh, but a, an excellent job by the cross-country team they are they're so good at what they do um, so it's, it's no surprise that they continue to dominate on the na- or can, and continue to impress on the national scale Men's and women's swimming at the Mizzou Invite in Columbia, Missouri. That's going on now. started on Thursday, November 16th, through Saturday, November 18th. Check out all of the standings and statistics. On, well, check everything out on GoJacks.com. Wrestling, huge meet against Minnesota. There, that's at Frost Arena. So, uh, that was a Friday at 7 p.m. So, hope I mean... It's it's great when you can get the big teams in SDSU certainly turning out uh, to be a pretty reputable team in college or in collegiate wrestling. They are at Arizona State in Tempe next Sunday, November twenty sixth, so after Thanksgiving week. Equestrian, I believe. Uh, yeah, they, they are done. They they took on Minnesota Crookston last Friday, winning eighteen to two. So huge. Uh, huge win for them uh, they improved to two and three on the season four uh four mops or like most outstanding player i would assume is that what they do in uh anyway shows me what i know in my equestrian stuff but uh madeline skinner jessica martinez jc chort uh Chorleton, claire garduno uh Kerr Taylor Dewar. they all did fen- phenomenal for SDSU. So, congrats to everyone there on the equestrian team for performing well. They are done now for the season. They'll or for the fall session, they'll return in January or February. Excuse me. Uh, volleyball, and you know their season's done. They finished two and twenty-five. No, uh, no Summit League tournament. They got swept. By USD in Brookings on seventh, and then got swept by Fort Wayne on the eleventh. And then men's and women's basketball mentioned a little bit on the men how great you know David Jenkins Jr. is playing for SDSU and everything. But you know for the women, uh, they, they beat UND Wednesday night, sixty-six to fifty-two. They went to the, our nation's capital, beat George Washington, at the university, not the first president of the United States, ninety-seven to eighty-eight. Uh, they are at Green Bay this Saturday, at one PM, so that's a very difficult tip off there. And then they are will be in Fort Lauderdale against North Carolina State and Charlotte and I believe there'll be one other team that they might have to play in there for a Thanksgiving Day tournament. And then the big guns come. Northern Iowa. Louisville, Oklahoma. Uh, Louisville and Oklahoma especially. Huge, so that's big and then men's team in Kansas Saturday night or Friday night. Uh I joked that, you know, just lose by less than 30, which is how old I am. So, uh, but we'll have thoughts, up, more thoughts on that next week. And then Monday they are in the Grand Caymans taking on Wyoming. And then they'll take on uh, Iowa or Louisville uh, Lafayette in that tournament down there in the Grand Caymans. That's Monday through Wednesday, the 20th through the 22nd. Then home <coughs> next Sunday, 2 p.m. against Dakota State. Before then, they travel to Ole Miss, and then uh, Saturday, December 2nd. No, it's a little ways out there. A couple weeks, but they take on Missouri State that's at the Sanford Pentagon in Sioux Falls, and that's a look at your SDSU Sports Update. For more on all these stories, uh, schedule statistics, so much more, go to gojacks.com. A lot of good, hardworking people keeping you up to date on the latest regarding Jackrabbit Athletics. Um... But, what can we say rivalry rivalry week went one and all against the bison time to go one and all against usd see what happens no sdsu sports block podcast sdsu jack rabbit edition podcast next week i don't know what i just said there no sdsu sports block podcast next week that's the best way to say it uh enjoy thanksgiving everyone um i'll be back the next week Maybe stacking on the way. I'm not sure when uh, necessarily. Uh, we'll just kind of play it by ear, but we'll try and talk some SDSU uh, playoff football here. We'll see what happens. See where they get uh, where the draw is at. Uh, thanks as always to Matt Zimmer for uh, for spending a few minutes with us, breaking down Illinois State, looking ahead to USD. Always appreciate his time. You can find this podcast online, available on iTunes. Just search the Sports Block. Podcast. Also, follow me on Twitter at ndstackin or on Facebook Nathan Stackin. Have a link posted on both those uh, social media websites later part of the week. Uh, so, thank you for listening. Have a happy Thanksgiving next week. We uh, end the podcast as we always do with a "Go Big, Go Blue, Go Jacks, Beat the Oats." Talk to you in the near future. Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition.